If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We're so grateful to collaborate with you. I'm Jill Annable. I'm here with Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I am excited to talk about instructional minutes today. This is my (laughs) jam, Colleen. I love getting the most out of every single minute of class. I don't know how you felt about that. Oh my gosh. Yes, of course. I had everything down to a science. We know that I was a total control freak in my classroom (laughs) and was like, okay, three and a half minutes. Let's go. All right, stop. We got to move on. We have issues with that too, but... (laughs) I know, but my all students, about the time. Yes. My students were always really tired. The bell would ring and they'd be like, oh gosh. And I thought, well, yeah, you can't fall asleep in here. You're working all the way through. Oh my God. And Jill, the children are supposed to be working way harder than the teacher. That's perfect. I know. They should be out of breath and tired. That's right. It's joyful. And so this idea comes from Kenneth Jara. He is a fourth and fifth grade multi-age teacher at Precious Blood Micro School in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And his classroom is set up in stations because he has the multi-age going on. He has students working through a rotation of stations in his classroom. And so he has like a bell within a bell. So not just within the class period of ELA, but within ELA, he has a timer going off every few minutes where students physically stand up, move, stretch, move on to their next station, and then keep going. And that allows him to pull strategically students to his desk for their personalized learning lessons. So when they hit a certain station, they have some independent work to do. And that's where he calls them from that station to him and assesses them, does that quick direct instruction with their just right lesson. But I want to talk about with this station rotation idea, which if you are new to this idea, think about a PE class. PE classrooms are awesome at station rotation. You like hang out with the jump ropes for a few minutes and then you go over to the scooters and then you climb the rope with the PE teacher and then you whatever, right? There's different parts of the gym where you're working with something for a little while and then you move on. Now, sometimes this comes out of necessity because you don't have 25 jump ropes. So you put your five jump ropes over there in that corner and those kids can do it. And you can't all climb the rope at the same time. So you have a few students with you 
at the climbing rope. So sometimes it's out of material necessity, but it's also a great strategy for personalized learning and personalized lessons. So think about a PE class, think about a sports team. Like this is how you coach individualized kids because they're all doing something purposeful, but they need you specifically at a certain station. So that's what Kenneth has going on. But I want to talk about what you do during those transitions. Because when you do station rotation, it can go real crazy because if you don't have a timer going on and you're giving direct instruction to a smaller group of kids, you don't know how much time has passed in that conversation. So the timer is your friend because it keeps the students moving from station to station to station. But there is a really quick window where you got to get kids from one station to the next station. And so I want to share with you a couple ways that Kenneth keeps them moving. So in his classroom, he has used his walls and his tabletops and every available space in order to give the students clues and cues for their learning. So they know the objectives on the board. They know the rules for each station. They know exactly what they need to accomplish while at that station, if it's by themselves or if it's with a small group. So all of those, all the materials are at the right table. So everything is set up really specifically so that students aren't raising their hand to find a material or asking to use the bathroom or doing whatever. Sometimes it can get chaotic in those transitions. But in Kenneth's room, because I got to visit his classroom, so this comes from a, from a visit, but I got to see how quickly he could move from transition to transition. So that was super okay. fun. I'm wondering your insight on this, Colleen. Yeah, can I stop you there for just a second? Yes. I just want to back up a little bit because for anyone who has not done a station rotation model in their classroom. Mm -hmm. um, Jill and I are both huge proponents of this. And we do get to visit a lot of classrooms where this is done very well. I would have to say before you jump in and you're like, that sounds like a great idea. I'm going to try that tomorrow. <laughs> I just want to caution you to understand <laughs> that it took Kenneth several weeks to get the kids trained to be able to do those transitions smoothly so that right. there is no instructional time being lost in transition. That's what, and that's the huge risk of it is if you jump in and you don't spend the time mm -hmm. um, training the kids on how to move and where to go to, and you know, whether it's the clock going off or whether it's the, the call that you do, the cue that you use, whatever the case may be, you want to minimize the loss of any instructional time in between those transitions. And that does take training. So <laughs> I just right. want to put that out there first and kind of does it beautifully. And I, I have also been in his classroom. So, you know, I can speak to this from personal experience as well. So he's got a visual timer up on the wall, the kids that need to watch the visual timer, because it's that that's good for, for most kids. Some kids absolutely need to see that visual timer. So you have that, they're telling you that it's coming down. Some kids don't need to pay attention to it at all. And when that bell rings, they're like, okay, get up and go. So mm -hmm. having that visual cue there is really important. They move very smoothly from station to station. And his classroom is pretty exciting to watch because mm -hmm. the engagement level at each station is pretty high. And he has so many different modalities going on. Mm -hmm. He will have a tech station. He'll have a, a hands-on. I think the last time I was there, the kids were 
they were creating something. They were like baskets of stuff. They were like cutting and gluing and like creating something. And then, you know, there was a reading station. Then he has his individual stations. So it truly is this, you know, personalized. They're moving through, they're experiencing the lesson through, through reading, through listening, through touching, through all of the different um, learning modalities. And sometimes it's on their own and sometimes it's in collaboration. So all the good things are happening. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Jill, I don't even know what your question was because I got really excited to talk about Kenneth's classroom. (laughs) Yeah, no, we're good. I actually, I want to, I want to say a mistake that often teachers make, and we've made this mistake too, is that we, we tell students that the bell that goes off for these stations, whatever the, that um, audio clue is, we tell them that that's what they listen for to get up and move. But then we make the teacher mistake of having it go off and then hollering something to the class, like, Mm. okay, time to move. They didn't Mm. need you to say that. They just need to move. You are trying to use these other strategies so that you're not barking orders at kids. They don't need to know that you are, if you were at station A, you moved to station B. They actually just need 60 seconds to wiggle and talk to their friend and move. They don't need you barking orders over their transition time. And yet we do that all the time. So teach them what it's going to be. Tell them they have 60 seconds to get to their next spot. They know what to do. They don't need to hear our voice. It's actually a moment to take a sip of your coffee. It's actually a moment to stretch. It's a moment to get the next students moving. You don't have to keep repeating the instruction. And that's a lot of waste of time usually because they're not hearing you anyway. So that's that's just great to see it done in a well-run classroom. It's because you've taught students and you've been very consistent with them about it and they learn our mannerisms, But but it's good to keep an eye on it. At the teacher station though, you have to, you're getting prepared for the next student that's coming to you too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can't be micromanaging every single corner no. of the classroom all the time. You need to be getting ready for who's coming to you next because that student needs your attention. So it's all in that training. It's all in the setup. And there it is. So speaking of bells, there's the bell <laughs> and it is time to transition on back to class. So there is, there's always more time or always, I wish there was always more time. There's always right. more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we're certainly going to try to do our best. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the year. Send us your ideas, share that love with your fellow teachers. You can send those to catholicteacherslounge.com. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We'll see you next time.